Yo, welcome back to the Fantasy Fixers Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Brown, and this is episode four. This is the tips, tricks, and hacks to show you how you can win your fantasy league. All right, let's start, start off with the news and notes. Uh, first off, Will Fuller will miss another game. Slide him into your IR spot, grab another guy. Um, you can start uh, Jalen Waddle. He's a, I think he has a fine floor we're looking at. I give him like six catches, 50 yards, something like that. It'll get you double digits. That's what you're looking for out of your wide receiver three. Devontae Parker will still get his targets. He's a sneaky star, even in a difficult matchup against Tredavious White, in which Tredavious is one of the – he's probably top five in the NFL right now as far as cornerbacks. But Devontae Parker seems to always get his numbers against Buffalo. In the last four meetings, he has came away with either 100 yards or a touchdown in all four meetings, even though Trey White did miss one of those games. Odell Beckham Jr. will miss another week, and you can uh, fire up Jarvis Landry. He will lead the team in targets. Uh, it's another week where you are upset that you drafted Odell. Um, it seems like a distant memory when Odell was on ESPN for top 10 catches of all time, doing a cha-cha slide, whipping and nay-naying his way into the end zone. Those days are done. As long as he's in Cleveland – this is what you're looking at. You should not have drafted him. He should have been a fade. I don't own him in any drafts because I'm scared of him in Cleveland. Not that long ago, he was just a first-round pick. Now you're hoping to trade him for a kicker. So even when he gets back, he's still going to be a headache. Um, it's just buyer's remorse. He's going to be on your team your entire the entire year because you're, you're holding on to name value. So you're never going to get a decent trade. Because you're going to get lowballed for the trade as well. So uh, all you can do is sit and wait and hope. Fingers crossed. Josh Jacobs of the Las Vegas Raiders has missed Wednesday and Thursday's practice. The biggest gauge to see if a guy is really going to play is to see if he plays Friday. He practices Friday. Um, he's out with a toe and an ankle injury. Um, I'm hoping it's not turf toe because the only thing that heals that is time. You don't have time during the regular season. So if you're holding on to Kenyon Drake, continue to hold on to Drake because he might eventually become the starter. And I don't like Drake as a backup, but you have to love anytime you can get a starter anytime during the season, you have to jump on it. That's why guys have picked up Elijah Mitchell, Tyson Williams, because you're hoping to get the next James Robinson a guy that you get off the waiver wire who becomes a top-five player. Now, I'm not saying King and Drake is a top-five player at all. But what I'm saying is he will have relevancy. He will be relevant because last year he was a top-12 running back, and no one would know because his numbers were kind of sporadic, and a lot of it was catches. So that's what you get with King and Drake. But hold on and see what's the outcome for Josh Jacobs this weekend. The New York Giants' best offensive lineman, Nicholas Gates, was just named the actual captain, underwent surgery this morning for a broken leg. This doesn't help your situation when it comes to Saquon. Daniel Jones actually looked a lot better than what I was anticipating. Um, but this this only affects, you know, more than anything, your, your first-round draft pick. If you're starting Daniel Jones, you're in trouble anyway. Um, I told you guys not to start Saquon. Told you, because he, he's still not 100%, so he's not getting all the carries. He's not getting all the snaps, and they're going against one of the best young offensive line, defensive line in the game with Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat, Chase Young. 
this is a serious defensive line. And you can see it last night. It was literally no holes in the once he once he got the ball, it was it was nowhere for him to run. He literally had to have a 40-yard run to have 57 yards total. That's what you're going to get from Saquon until he's 100% healthy and catches a lot more balls than what he does right now. He can't keep getting All right, the last news of the day comes out the Dallas Cowboys camp in which Demarcus Lawrence has broken his foot and is out indefinitely. Um, if you thought they were going to be in shootouts before, go ahead and crank that all the way up to 10 because the Cowboys will need to score 40 points to win games now. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence is their best defender, and the thing about edge rushers, in which he's rated top three right now, they can disguise mediocre cornerback play. Like, like say, for instance, last night when we watched the Thursday night game between the Washington football team and the Giants. A lot of the times, though, wide receivers from uh, the Giants had WFT beat, had their corners beat. But what can you do when Jonathan Allen is busting through the line like the Kool-Aid, man? You don't have time to make a bunch of reads. When, you, when you're facing a good offensive lineman. So with that being said, the Cowboys will be in a bunch of shootouts. So crank up Cooper, 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 crank up Cooper, crank up Cooper. That was a tongue twister. And Lamb was going to see 12 targets a game. That's just what it's going to be. All right, you hear that? That's Christmas music. That's because Waiver Wire Wednesday is my Christmas day. I can't sleep the night before. I wake up early, 4 o'clock, no alarm. That's how excited I am for every Wednesday. I'm an addict. I should probably be in some kind of fantasy football group. Hey, I'm Jay. I'm addicted to fantasy football. This is what I do. I love every second of it. That's why I run a page. That's why I have a podcast. Because I'm an addict. But when it comes to the waiver wire, I'm the Grinch. You're a, you're a mean one. That's what you should be. Your league mates should cringe when they see you ahead of them on the waiver wire. They should be upset. They should be punching the air like Trey did in Boys in the Hood. All right, this is a tips and tricks episode to help you win your actual league. Number one, know your opponent. This just happened last week where I was facing my opponent, and he had in Quinn Norton as his kicker. Yeah, who is Quinn Norton? I didn't know. I just thought maybe he has an insider report from Adam Schefter or something. I, I'm not keeping up with it because I'm in so many leagues that it's hard for me to keep up with facing Brady and playing Brady at the same time. Okay, so my opponent, me and him, is it's neck and neck. And at the very last moment, I noticed he put in Daniel Carson. This is after the 12 o'clock games where he made this switch. And if I was paying attention, I could have picked up Daniel Carson off the waiver wire and prevented my opponent to have a kicker and would have won the game. So that's why you need to know your opponent and keep up with your matchups to figure out what's going on, which is funny because I have one person. He's like my arch nemesis. He never puts his actual flex in. He leaves that spot open, and it bothers me like none other. I hope he hears this. Stop doing that. It upsets me. Secondly, IR spot. You want to take advantage if you have an IR spot. Say, for instance, Josh Jacobs just got hurt, and you're like, no, I have enough players for my lineup. No, no, no. Put Josh Jacobs in the actual IR spot and pick up another player, anybody. who It doesn't matter. You can pick up the next next week's defense. That's what I do a lot. I uh, pick up the next week's defense if I have a guy that's hurt. Then I just interchange the actual defenses come the next week and drop that defense that – 
you played this week. Let me tell you a quick story. All right, a couple seasons ago, me and my arch nemesis, Magneto, uh, we're in the league together, and he started off bad. He might have been like two and four, something like that. So by the time the middle of the season came around, he started picking up steam. I mean, he started scoring 200 points a game. And it came down to the last week before the playoffs start. And I got a little nervous about him because I'm like, oh, my goodness, he's scoring 200 points a game. Who's going to beat him? I can't. I'm scoring about 160 on a good day. So I'm playing the last opponent. He needs me to win in order to make the playoffs. So I have the worst possible lineup in in order to lose so he doesn't make the playoffs. And granted, that's exactly what happened. I think I started like uh, Kim Kapowski, Screech, and Martin Lawrence. Those were my top three that week just to ensure the loss happened. So I didn't just sit people. I actually started them, but it was like four kickers. But anyway, he missed the playoffs. He scored 200 every week, so he would have won the actual league. And we didn't talk for like a year. You're, you're a mean one. That's why I say you got to be mean. You got to be nasty when it comes to fantasy. Do whatever it takes to win. Flake gate, bounty gate, all up. Number four, you're the alpha predator. Act like it. You ever seen a nervous shark? Didn't think so. They don't exist. You have to prey on your opponents. Somebody's going to go 0-3 or 0-4 in your league, and they're going to sound the alarm. What you do, because there's an art to trading, you ask them, you say, hey, how many players do I have to give up to get Ezekiel Elliott? Would you take two players for Ezekiel Elliott? And they're going to say, which two players? And you ask them, you say, hey, what player has to be in the trade? And then you get a bench player after that. Part of trading or communicating, rather. And when you find out those players, you put them in your starting lineup. You don't want them to be viewed as bench players, even though they are. Because in their mind, they're thinking like, oh, I'm getting two starters for them. Let's do it. Nope. One of these guys I picked up off the waiver wire because I'm a waiver wire Grinch. All right, next up, only pick one player off the waiver wire come Tuesday night. That's basically if, if you're at the bottom, like if you're like one or two in the waiver order. You don't want to pick two or three players because then you're going to be at the back of the line. If you pick, say for instance, you're second, you pick one player. Everybody after you will still be after you next week if they pick up a player. So that's why you only make one move. You wake up in the morning, four o'clock, no alarm. Then you go pick up the rest of you guys, defense, kicker, and all of that, and see what's out there. Don't drop players that will hurt you later. I was talking to a guy, and he said he dropped Tannehill for Jameis Winston. I told him, send me the team. I want to see this. Why would you drop Tannehill after one week? Yeah, it was bad. But he only threw for 33 touchdowns and five interceptions last year. And he had Elijah Moore on his team. And I was like, what are you doing? Elijah Moore won't hurt you if your opponent gets him. But guess what? Tannehill just may hurt you uh, down the line. So don't drop guys that'll hurt you later on. Don't be the league mate with two defenses and two kickers. Those are newbies. And me and Magneto can see you a mile away. We know we won't have any problems with you because you're new. This is your first go-round. 
That's that's it's it's, eventually, it's equivalent to seeing a kid come out the bathroom and his shirt is tucked into his to his underwear. He just pooped. You know what that is. The same could be said if you have two defenses. Stop doing that. One defense, one kicker. It's like showing up to a fight and and seeing your the person you're about to fight have on long socks and sandals. He's non-threatening. That's what you are when you have these extra kickers and extra defenses. Now, if you start a guy on a Thursday night game, always start him in the wide receiver or the running back slot. Never start him in the flex spot. Because this gives you the flexibility if you have a guy get hurt, you have you still can put a wide receiver, running back, or tight end in your flex position. So just start him in the normal spot and leave that open. If you're in a league that uh, when you do trades, they have to be voted or vetoed by the other league managers, don't make a trade past Friday. Friday is the last day because most of these trades, it takes two days to process. And you don't want to have a trade lingering over the top of your head because I've seen it in the past where two guys, they were doing a trade, and I told them, don't do the trade because one of these guys might get hurt. And once it's going through, there is no taking it. There's no taxi backsies on these trades. And sure enough, one of the guys got hurt. And it was like a mega star trade. It was Champ Bailey for Clinton Portis trade. Something on that level. All right, this is going to wrap up my list of the tips, tricks, and hacks. Uh, this is another one in the books, episode four. This was a lot of fun. I enjoyed this a lot. Um, hopefully you did too. Uh, if you would, hit that subscribe button. Leave a rating. Leave a comment. That'll work too. We're growing. Fantasy Fixers. Let's go!